Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast Thursday edition. Uh, We are doing another episode on our worship series. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, uh, my friend Luke Lobber. Luke is one of the current worship leaders, or I'll let you, I guess, describe your title at our Sinning Church, Grace Church. Um, But Luke has his hands in a lot of the creative stuff that they do. He is a very talented musician and uh, overall just um, is inspiring in just the way that he lives leads people into worship um, was a no-brainer to bring on for this kind of topic. So uh, I'm going to welcome him on and let him kind of tell a little bit about himself and what he does. So, hey, Luke, how are you doing today, buddy? Good, good. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm excited excited to be here and just talk a little bit about worship. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, but yeah, I am right now at Grace Church. I do the uh, worship. I'm a worship director for the South Overland Park campus. And then also on the campus support team as kind of the creative director, do a lot with bigger services like Christmas, Easter, kind of coordinating a lot of stuff for that um, and just kind of those projects. So, Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, just I'm thrilled to have you on. We've been we've done uh, you were leading worship when I was doing student ministry at Grace. We good met days. through that. Good days. <laughs> the good old days, uh, as Russell once put it. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but, no, we're... Uh, um, I'm, I still check in with what you guys are doing and stuff. It's good to hear your voice. And, uh, so I, let's just get right into it. Um, I'm curious a couple things. So one, let's just maybe on a fun note, All right. uh, what is maybe your, your best and worst memory leading worship that you have? And maybe there's, you know, an intern that didn't call you on stage or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't involved. Um, just heard but, rumors. <laughs> yeah. Just a rumor that I heard about it. Um, but yeah, maybe best and worst memory that you can think of leading worship. Ooh, best and worst. And this is, uh, like with a congregation or a crowd in front of you moments. Any, any. We'll narrow it down to that. Okay. Just, All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, one of the funny moments which you alluded to, to somebody who should remain nameless, but I always laugh really hard because it was such a beautiful moment. Uh, was, there's, there's a lot of different ways that this story has been told. I'm curious to hear what your uh, well, interpretation you know, was. I, I just watched this documentary on the brain and how your memories as time goes on become more and more influenced by feelings and you know visually what was going on. So I don't even know how accurate this memory is anymore in this situation. Uh, but yes, we were, as a student, we were uh, students back Back then, and uh, me and Russell Schultz had this kind of ongoing agreement that at the end of his sermon, if he wanted a song, he would call me up there, um, and then I would just kind of pull a song out that felt like a fit for that moment. Um, and if he didn't, he just wouldn't say anything. They'd pray and send the kids, students to uh, their small groups, grace groups. And um, so there was a intern at the time who did a wonderful job speaking. 
he shall remain nameless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, he was done speaking, and I was sitting in the back of the room, and he didn't say come up or anything. So I was like, cool, no song at the end. That's fine with me. And and uh, he just kind of stopped, and he's like, so we're not doing a last song or anything? <laughs> he was done in front of all the students on the mic just so we're not we're not gonna do another song and like i was like sitting in the back and i just remember being like oh um <laughs> some additional context yes if please. you if you uh well and again that's uh intern will remain nameless um <laughs> if you haven't picked up on it yet but russell the way he tells the story is basically is very similar like totally threw you under the bus um <laughs> the way that that um that i remember the story <laughs> is that uh i was not one i was not coached on how to end the uh service so we'll just we can both agree to blame russell yeah. Yeah. um <laughs> and, i mean he's uh, not here so. right exactly he's not on the podcast today so that's oh not a problem yeah but uh also yeah, I I remember just feeling like I think someone else is supposed to come up here now and mm -hmm. I have no idea what to do. So yeah. that was it is a very funny story, but oh. it, I remember it differently than than uh, maybe some other interpretations. How did you what did you think happened in that moment? I, I'm actually I don't right. think I've ever gotten your point of view on it. So what I thought happened or what I remember <laughs> happening was one, I was definitely panicked. Oh, uh, yeah. definitely. Like, I don't know what to do from here, but also like. I kind of, the way I remember it was like, I was like, Hey, uh, Luke, do you want to come up now? Or something <laughs> like that. Way less of like throwing you under the bus and more of like, I'm just not sure what to do now, <laughs> which is not at all, all how anybody else remembers yeah, it. So apparently no. my brain is the one that's fun. Like yeah. <laughs> changed the memory. Well, you know, that's the beauty of the history of life is it just kind of is, you know, depends on the outlook. On it. <laughs> Either way, we get a good laugh out of it Absolutely. to this day. So I'm, I'm sorry, you need to clarify. Was that your best memory or worst memory? <laughs> a little bit of both, probably. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> a little bit of salt, a little bit of sugar. Uh, no, I think best memory, um, I'm trying to pinpoint um, like what that would have been. Um, I would say probably the, I mean, just always, I think, like one of, the ongoing just favorite times of leading worship in general is when you're just in a room and people are just um, on the same page and ready to worship. And I think you go from having to feel like you're kind of trying to, which may not be the, even the right way to say it, but you're trying to create like, okay, let's get people like, let's worship con. You're trying to like, Sometimes it can feel like you're trying to like drag people to this place, um, whether that's right or not, it can feel that way. Um, and then there's just times where, uh, you know, people are just there and they're just ready to worship the Lord. And I don't think there's any feeling quite like it on either side, um, whether you're leading or you're just in the room worshiping alongside. There's just something about uh, the unity of a room and everybody just singing and worshiping and believing in the power of worship together um, that just I don't know I, to me it's like one of those you can't really describe it you can't really like tangibly put words to it and to me those are those moments where like it's kind of that heaven meets earth um, moment where you're just like this is this is what it's about so anytime those moments kind of happen it's like wow 
It's a, it's a gift. And I think the Lord, you know, wants them to be that way. So, yeah, I love that. Um, okay. So what about like, I guess kind of sharing just how you maybe, uh, started leading worship or if it, if you felt like you were called into it, um, you know, uh, just like, what are the, maybe what are the high points of how that, that all came about? Uh, yeah. Um, geez, the high points. Uh, it was actually a lot of low points that led to <laughs> leading worship. Um, no, honestly, I, I, I mean, I think everybody has a different story, so it's nothing like too crazy. But um, for me, it was just, uh, you know, I never really wanted to do it. My mom always like made me sing in youth group and, and lead worship in that regard because I was one of the only people who could do it. Did you find out just, pretty early that you were like pretty talented musically or was that like a, like early on, like a gift? No, I honestly, it wasn't till like, I always liked playing and singing. Um, it's kind of odd how life works. Um, so my mom always wanted me to lead. I hated leading. I just wanted to play guitar. Uh, that was always my thing. I just wanted to play guitar and be in the background. Never cared to be, uh, the singer, anything of that nature. Um, went to college, was around a bunch of super talented people. So like just kind of fell into the shadows of, <laughs> you know, uh, ridiculously talented people. So never thought much of that side of things. Um, I actually played guitar a lot because there was a lot less lead guitar players than worship leaders in the school. So, uh, candidly, I got paid more money to play lead guitar. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> and as a college student, you yeah, know, you had works. to get that Chick-fil-A, you know, uh, <laughs> that chicken sandwich is what got me through college. Um, and so it wasn't until after college, uh, church reached out to me that I had played guitar for and they need a worship leader. Um, and I just kind of felt like the Lord was like, you need to do this. And, um, so I was like, okay, so did that. And ironically, not to take a dark turn, but just, it did not go well. Um, I was only there for about three or four months and just was not a great experience. And so, um, was like, maybe church world's not for me and that's okay. And so, um, that's a long, long story, but the short of it is just was like, you know, back to guitar. And then about a year or two later, uh, I met Chris Fetters, who um, some of you might know, and uh, he kind of reached out to me and kind of actually, I would say, brought me back into worship leading and believed in me and kind of, um, you know, brought that passion out of me because uh, I found out it was a lot of fear. I didn't have the back then, probably even now, I didn't have not I did not have the worship leader voice, as I like to call it. And so uh, I just dealt with that a lot to be completely candid, um, and just not being, you know, I wasn't the Chris Tomlin or the guy with the smooth voice. And so, and I wasn't even mad about it. It wasn't like a, Oh, I hate this or that. It was like, no, it's just reality and that's okay. And I was fine with it. Um, but then the Lord was just kind of always, um, bringing me back and opening doors to, to lead worship, which I was kind of confused about for a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of, I think over time, you know, the older I get, the more I fall in love with the church and just the people, um, who, you know, are the church and just, you know, hopefully exploring together who God is and figuring out more and more how to worship him. And so I think that's what I get super excited about now more than anything and seeing other people doing it too. Like, you know, other worship leaders and stuff like that. These right. young kids who have ridiculous amounts of talent that you're like, how does that even happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, 
there's it's been interesting just kind of in my uh, conversation with people some interviews that I've done just hearing how there's a lot of commonalities I think that draw people into a calling or a place like um, a lot of times it's an individual who believes in us or yeah. uh, just I think someone that God uses in our lives to kind of ignite that passion in us mm-hmm. or a calling um, and then a lot of times it's yeah it's through not just the good times but also the bad times that reveal to you really where God's passion and heart has been I can relate so much to you know when you say that you don't have that uh, worship leader voice I don't fully know what you mean by that because I think you have a great voice there I'm not really <laughs> sure where you're going with Thank that you. Thank uh, you. <laughs> um, but I remember early on um, the first couple messages that I w- that I I preached um, I remember uh, Russell actually told me you know like hey like, it seems like you're trying to be you know, somebody else. Yeah. And it seems like you're trying to, you're trying to be these, uh, more well-known pastors that you, that you listen to, or that you've heard messages about the same topic when you're studying or whatever. And you're trying to use their voice instead of finding your own. And yeah. I think that's probably true in worship leading as well. Like oh, you, you've got to use your own voice and not just try to be a cover artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, it's important for anything and in, in, in its own right, a way of worship. It's, I think that's the beauty of, humanity and the church is we do all have that uniqueness to us and mm-hmm. um and i think uh and especially dealing with yeah younger worship leaders and stuff because you can see and i did the same thing i mean ironically i tried to sound like chris tomlin for years and it just never worked because <laughs> he was the guy you know <laughs> right and, and he's awesome and, and everything and so it's just like um trying to sing your vows like he does or you know sing phrases like he does and the whole time you you feel like it's not you but you don't know how to explain that um, right and, and so yeah there is that level of i think all of us have to go through a moment of um god just showing us like hey i created you for a reason and i created mm. him for a reason you know right. and he's doing his thing and that's amazing and i want you to do your thing and what i've created you to do because that's amazing right and um and so that it's like that kind of humbling courage that you get from those moments of like <laughs> Oh, wow. Like, you know, um, you're humbled because you realize like God does care so much, but at the same time, uh, you have that courage cause it's like, okay, like he has me here for a reason and it's to be who he's created me to be, which is really quite fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Itself. Absolutely. Well, Hey, one of the, one of the things that I'm, I'm hoping to do just kind of through this series of interviews with, uh, worship leaders is to remove somewhat of like the veil or the the gap between you on stage and the audience listening. Cause a lot of the people yeah. that probably are listening to this podcast find themselves more in the audience than they do on stage. Maybe some people are on stage as well, but uh, my guess is that most of them are more in the audience. And so I've, I'm asking uh, each leader, uh, what is one thing that you would like your audience to know as you're leading? Ooh, as we're leading, um, I think if I was to think of one thing, um, probably, <laughs> I love being unfiltered. This is great. Uh, yeah, no, I absolutely. probably honestly just that people would know, like, uh, you know, we're not wanting it to be a show. I think sometimes, um, you know, and understandably you come into a church and, um, you know, we put things into the context of what we know. So a lot of times you see lighting and stage, is that your stomach? <laughs> uh, lighting and stage in the context, we see that in a lot of culture is a show. Um, and so I think even sometimes, 
um, you know, in church, being in a church, it can be like, well, do they just want me to like, you know, uh, watch and be entertained or do they think they're awesome? Um, and I can tell you for a fact, most, most, if not all worship leaders do not think they're awesome, <laughs> at least the ones I'm around. Um, and we really do just like our heart is just to, that people would just, um, be in the presence of the Lord and worship the Lord, um, and, and services and stuff like that. And, um, and if we're not careful, can be a, a, a place of frustration for worship leaders where you're just like, just, I just want you to worship. Like, why aren't you worshiping? <laughs> um, which is not healthy. Um, but just to rely on the Lord, um, to just draw people to that place. But, um, but yeah, I think sometimes I wonder if sometimes if people think, you know, all oh, these guys are just, you know, wanting the show or whatever. Um, when in reality that couldn't be further, I think from the truth, just cause like I said, no matter what side of it you're on in the room, when people are together, just worshiping like that is just a powerful moment that God just does so much in. And so I think that's just always the heart of a lot of worship leaders I'm around is man, how do we just help people create a space of freedom for people to worship? Cause I think sure. sometimes too, this is another thing that probably second <laughs> point number two, I'd yeah, love people go to for know. It. It's just, you know, it's not, our goal is not even in worship to be, oh, everybody's screaming at the top of their lungs, hands raised, like loud and everything else. Like our goal is, at least a lot of people I talk to or am around is, you know, just a place of freedom where people can just come and be in the presence of the Lord. And so if that's, you're sitting down and, you know, God forbid somebody died in your family that week and you just need to be still, um, or, if you have and you are just super excited about God and, and what he's doing in your life and you have that space to just, you know, sing and be excited um, just to create a space of freedom where the, any of those things can happen and anything in between. Um, because I think that's the that's the spirit and truth of worship in a lot of ways is um, worshiping the Lord from who you from where you are in life and letting him guide you from that place so just to create a space for that so yeah. our goal is not that everybody just you know is <laughs> hands raised going nuts even though that's not bad and that's awesome but it's the authenticity of where are you at in life and just sure. creating that space sure there's definitely uh, i think some irony to that a little bit and just that so i think i think of myself for example someone who has never even sniffed an ounce of musical talent uh that's not true i've, I've heard you sing uh, yeah <laughs> you should know better than anybody yeah, let's, then. Hear it. Uh, let's hear it right now come yeah. on let's just do it for the uh, people <laughs> actually there is a podcast if you dig through you, there is i i sang for like two seconds i was doing a little bit of a uh like a joke or like a reference to a song really and, uh, yeah yeah you'll have to dig back through I there will. um but but i say like i see anyone who's on stage and playing an instrument and not like like playing it well enough to where i at least don't recognize like anything horribly wrong going on mm -hmm. and i'm like that's that's super talented that's crazy talented to me and i know that there are different levels and variations whatever and that i'm never going to understand but um <laughs> i just find all of you guys to be super talented uh but anyway so i i want to go off of i had a next i had another question kind of lined up here but something that you said really sparked something else in me that i want to dig into for a second here um so I, I love that you brought up the point of like, I, we don't want it to just be a show. Like I, I, I get that. I, I can definitely understand where you're coming from there. And I appreciate that viewpoint, but is there, uh, my, uh, my assumption is that you're also though, as you're leading in worship or as you're playing, I guess, I guess we're saying leading in worship, but worship can be so many things. We're specifically talking about really like playing music mm -hmm. and leading people in musical worship. Um, 
I'm, my assumption is that there's a part of you though that is also worshiping like as you're playing those songs and as you talk about freedom in worship or worshiping just like kind of with the wherever god is leading you right now like and i've seen you be uh, energetic and enthusiastic on stage and what may seem like a show to others but yet like you're also worshiping yourself and so mm-hmm. i guess maybe speak into if, if you can just a little bit of like how you walk that balance of this is my my worship but also like leading other people in worship and maybe it's just an example of freedom that you're trying to put on as well yeah i mean i think the cool thing about that is every every worship leader i've talked to kind of has a different like perspective on it in a way um which i think is really cool actually because if you have different worship leaders uh they bring a different perspective in uh viewpoint of it to this to leading um mm-hmm. which is really kind of cool um which then i think gives a fuller view of who god is which is another discussion but uh but yeah i think for me personally it's um when i am leading i think it just depends on the week and or the situation um i think always my hope is <laughs> trying to get better at this in life as life goes on is just to listen to the Lord. And, um, because I do think there are times where it's like, okay, you need to, cause it, oh, this is such a, a, it's not a black and white thing. And that's, what's hard about it is, um, you know, when I was younger, it was like, oh, I just need to be worshiping and then people will follow. And, um, and that's all I need to focus on. And I, I think that is true. And I'm trying to be careful how I say this because it can be really kind of confusing and can be taken a lot of different ways. Um, I think that is very true and that is ultimately it. But at the same time, um, I think it, we do have to be cognitive of the room and saying, okay, I'm up here leading people. Um, and you know, me just being in my own world, um, is not necessarily leading. Now, if you really feel like the Lord's calling you to do that in a moment or a, a season, absolutely. Um, but I think that's p- probably more where I sit now is really just trying to fo- follow like the Holy Spirit and, and God um, and saying, okay, what is needed for this room right now or this service? Um, and sometimes it might be like, I just want you to worship me. Sometimes it might be, you know, say this um or you know talk about this and so i think it kind of which that is what makes it fun life fun in general is just not just this okay one size fits all go do it it's this continual following of the lord um i think um and saying okay god what do you want for this weekend or what do you want for this service and just trying your best to to follow his leading in those things um and so yeah i think the long short answer is it's just kind of dependent upon the the weekend or the the service or or the situation because um, even you know sometimes uh i go and, and help out we have a ministry we partner with at grace called church under the bridge and you know the way i lead down there is just completely different because one you don't have words up there two sure. uh, most people don't know the song so it's like you know it's it's asking okay god what do do we need down here um Mm. and even sometimes between services you know we have uh four services at grace right now at the south campus on the weekend and sometimes each service has a different you know personality to it and and flair on the weekend and so it is kind of just stopping and just saying okay god what do you have what do you is there anything you want 
Um, and sometimes it is. It is just just worship me. Like just worship me and do that. Yeah. And sometimes it is. Hey, I want you to say this. So it's just a very uh, journey filled, I think, process of what does the Lord want. And so I try to, I think, get to that place more and more. Because anytime I'm like, oh, this is what you got to do every time. It's yeah. like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it tends to change over time. I realize. So. Yeah. Perfect. Um, well, to piggyback off that a little bit, um, I think one of the things that I experienced um, in just working with you um, was your intentionality in um, trying to create a space or a feel or just an environment of worship. I think mm-hmm. like, uh, and maybe it was just because I hadn't actually worked at a church for any significant amount of time before I got to grace or anything like that. Um, but I noticed in, in you and in the way that you led from stage and the way that you prepared before, uh, before we, you would get on stage, things like that, like just an intentionality to lead people into a place where they experience God, whether that be, uh, you singing your heart out or being, you know, just silent sitting hands open in front of you, whether that be, um, excitement running around a room, (laughs) bouncing around you, like, uh, like, I, I experienced that from you um, more than anybody that I had known up to that point. And I'm curious, like, just where do you feel like that comes from for you? Where do you feel like that um, you're trying to drive people to a place of worship as opposed to maybe like where the person who just like if you were to attend a service regular, if you're out there, you're attend service regularly, but you don't really know the person who leads worship or you yeah. haven't experienced them outside of that context very often. You might be surprised to know that like just learning the set or the music is probably a lot less of your job or what you feel like Mm -hmm. your role is than what maybe it just, you might think if you just kind of showing up on Sunday and singing along. So I don't know, maybe like how, how, what's your process for that? How do you, where do you think, feel like that comes from? You speak of it a little bit. Yeah. I think once again, it just kind of depends on, I think for me, I try to be as honest as I can from like where I'm at, um, in life and, um, you know, we all experience different things in life. And so sometimes, you know, you just go through really hard things. And so for me personally and where I'm at right now, the last thing I want to do is act like life is fine and I'm jumping up going crazy. I don't think you have to be like depressing by any means. <laughs> I mean, but I think you can, you can lead from that place and you can um, lead from that. Uh, you know, I know there's been seasons in my life where it was just really hard and, um, and just to, know you can worship from that place and sometimes it's you know in life's going great and and my you know you do want to just get excited and I think I think for me and I'm still trying to figure this out I think for me I feel like sometimes as Christians we um, we make worship harder than it has to be Um, and um you know, when I was growing up, there was a sports reference used a lot of, um, uh, you know, we should worship like we get excited at football games or whatever, uh, or soccer. Well, do you get excited at soccer games? I don't even know. In Never England, been to one, do. to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, I've been invited but to. I've, we'll I've, say I've, a sports game. How yeah, 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 perfect. Uh, you know, you get excited at that. You should get that excited about, like, God. And, you know, uh, as I got older, I kind of th- thought about that a little bit and, and kind of began to think about the fact that, you know, when you go to a sports game, you you know right when you walk in, you probably will see, you know, uh, just candidly a, a guy who's painted in your team's colors from head to toe, no shirt on, 
beer in hand, hot dog in the other, like screaming at the top of his lungs. And so from that point on, you're not worried about looking like a fool, right? Because, you know, like to some level. Yeah, somebody else this, has already got that taken care of. Well, yeah, to some <laughs> level, uh, you know, I think Russell was the first guy I ever kind of heard it say it. But like the, there's a how you understand the house rules. And so oh, I think yeah, in yeah. <clears throat> church true. worship, um, you know, we walk in and all churches are different to some level of how they go about worship through music on the weekend. And so there's already a level of like, what's the line, you know, yeah. <laughs> can I go this far? Can I not? Um, and then at the same time, I think we, this is one thing I'm trying to get better at too, is we overthink, um, our movements in worship. And so, uh, or I'll at least say I did for a long time where it's like, okay, I should raise my hands at this point and sing this part of the song, or maybe I put my hands out as I'm receiving something for this part of the song, or maybe I need to kneel during, but you like have these like cognitive thoughts. Um, where sometimes I wonder, like, for example, a sports game, your team scores a touchdown. You don't think, oh, I need to raise my hands right now and celebrate. They just automatically go up. That's just a reaction. Yeah. And so I think sometimes with worship in the church, I do think there's times for thoughts and, and, and thinking through things. And so I don't want to say everything should be mindless and just, you know, right. blah. Uh, but I do think sometimes we miss out on that natural um, reaction sometimes where – you know, you are so in awe of God that you can't help but kneel down or you are so excited about the grace of God in your life because something just happened that you just can't help but raise your hand in excitement. And, um, and yeah, so I'm, I've actually been kind of dealing with that in my own life of like, man, like what does that even mean to just have that natural reaction to something about God or something he's doing in life that you just naturally do it? And do we make it so complicated in worship sometimes where it's like we ha we feel like we have to have like this deep reasoning for it where it's like sometimes when i read the psalms it's like david just excited or he you know was just you know uh psalm 150 is one of my favorite just because it's like bang the cymbal like bring out the banjo <laughs> like just go crazy and yeah. sing hallelujah to god and it's like this feeling of like you know there's not you know, this deep theological quote, there is, but like, there's not this like really deep, like, oh, it's because of sanctification and this. And he's not like, it's like, no, just celebrate God. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> and right. sometimes I think we miss that. And so, so I think there's just a very big space of, but I think that's the beauty of God is there's a very big space between that to then sorrow and just the hard stuff of life. And having to deal with that and figure that out and, you know, process and seek the Lord on how, you know, hard things happen and how you deal with them and process them. And, um, and so, and I think as a worship leader too, you're human. So you're going through those things in life as well. And so it's okay. Um, just being authentic in yeah. that and, and allowing, I mean, some of my favorite worship leaders are the stillest worship leaders in the world. Like they don't move and, <laughs> But it's them, you yeah, know, yeah. and that's their personality. And so I always just try to, because I always felt um, guilty as well for a long time about my personality on stage um, because it was like, oh, I need to be more still or more smart or. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> when at some level, you just got to realize what you're working with. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but at the same time, you know, not to go on forever about this point, no, but you're it's like, right. I think once again, it's that humbling fact. I think the time that the times I, uh, in all seriousness, I think, uh, feel the most like humbled is when you are just yourself 
and you're not trying to be anything and then God moves through that because I think for mm. for me and for a lot of us we think we as ourselves are not good enough to be used by God like we've got to be our more perfect self or um, the best version of ourself um, the times I find like just in awe and once like humbled is is when I am just me and the imperfection of that but then God moves through that and like touches somebody's life or whatever it might be and you're just kind of like wait that was way too easy like I wasn't acting I wasn't trying to be better I was just being who I am and because of that God moved which you almost think is like oh well that would make you cocky but it really doesn't at least in my experience it doesn't make you cocky it makes you be like wow <laughs> this really has nothing to do with me like I just get to be a part of it um, sure. and so I think just for anybody just went on a thousand different rabbit trails I'm realizing right now but <laughs> you're good you're good I, I think so to summarize uh, <laughs> to be, summarize. Uh, be authentic yes uh, if we could just pay like five people to paint their chests and sit in the front row, everybody else would feel free to worship yeah, however. Exactly. And, um, you probably don't have to pay them. Just tell them they'd probably do it for, yeah. for free. Okay. That works. <laughs> what are you doing on Sunday? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so that, but that, that idea, what I hear kind of echoed and I love the way you put that about just like those moments of humility when God moves through you and you weren't trying to force it, you weren't trying to be something that you weren't, you weren't trying to be the perfect cover band. You're not trying to, you know, do something that's outside of how God created you, mm -hmm. but yet he just uses the simple like person, not that you're a simple person, but just that like the simplicity of like how he's created us and just uses that to, yeah. to lead others into whatever it is that he's got for them. Oh yeah. And I, I think that's that's incredible um and i i think honestly that's probably like what a lot of worship leaders would desire is that everyone in the room them included because i know that that can be a challenge as well would just feel the comfort or the 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 safety of i can be myself completely i can sing my voice i can play the instrument i the way god created me to do it and everyone in the audience can respond or react um instead of thinking or processing or necessarily like mm -hmm. the systematic way that we respond to worship but just naturally responding in their own genuine authentic selves and just the beauty of that like all coming together to worship god in the way that he created us to do it oh yeah it's fantastic um well that's amazing man i'm I have been blessed by our time together. I'm so thankful that you had the time to come and, and share with us. Uh, is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap up? No, man. Thanks for having me. Seriously. So it's been fun. And um, yeah, just thank I'm honored to be able to share where I'm at in this part of the journey of life. So um, if I change my mind in about five weeks about any of this stuff, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Like, so by the way, we'll have you come back on. <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much again, Luke. Uh, if you want, you can search Luke on Spotify. He's got some music out. Uh, it's Luke, L-U-K-E, Lauber, L-A-U-B-E-R. And uh, he's got some awesome music there as well. You can check him out. Or if you live in the South Overland Park area and want to check out a church that is not Mission City, uh, Grace Church, is you'll find him there. So uh, we love you guys. Thanks for joining us for this week of, or for this edition, I'm sorry, of the Thursday Mission City Church podcast. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission State Church Podcast. 
Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Cinemark 20 off of Johnson Drive and I-35. We also have three community groups that meet every other Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or you can email me at jake at missioncitykc.com.